0: You are now tuning into another Sincerely Shameless podcast featuring your host, content creator, and shameless ambassador, Sarah J. What is up, Sincerely Shameless Podcast, shameless community, family, and friends? It is your favorite host, your cousin from a far, far away, distant, distant cousin from a different mother and a different father, Sarah J. What's going on? I know you're probably thinking, I know she didn't leave me hanging for three weeks, and I did. I did. But guess what? I'm certainly not a bad friend but I could be a better friend and because I did take three weeks off guess what I have something for you and if I said anything to you during those three weeks guess what I had nothing for you because that's what I had I had nothing (laughs) but let me tell you what a recharge can do for your life I'm super duper excited for this sixth episode on season five so I want you to kick back and relax and let's get into this week's episode. So I know it's been a minute since we last caught up and I do not want to just jump into this episode without catching you up on my life because as you know, You all are a part of my life as I am a part of your life. The shameless community, we stick together because we experience shame and we shame less. But More importantly, this isn't just a yearly journey or a weekly journey. This is a daily journey. So I want to bring you guys on my journey as I journey with you and go forth and figure out what's really going on. So let me take you guys back. And I'm going to take you guys back only because I know you guys love a good story time. So welcome to story time. So legit three weeks ago, I am minding my absolute business in Tupelo, Mississippi at work. And I get a phone call from a girlfriend of mine. She picks, she proceeds to, um, scream like, Oh my God, as I pick up the phone and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is wrong? She's like, he's gone. He's gone. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like she's clearly talking about Jesus. He is no longer in that you know, casket. But I'm like, oh my God, he hasn't been there for like years. Don't worry, girl. He'll be back. Absolutely joking. Right. Because that's what I do. Nine times out of 10, if you call me and want to tell me something, let it be something of laughter because that's what I do. I just laugh. So she's like, no, not him. And I'm like, well, girl, he'll be back. But then I realize, like this is a tone of seriousness. And because this is a tone of seriousness, I need to bring my level of seriousness up. So then I go, oh my gosh, girl, who are you talking about? She proceeds to tell me the love of her life, her spouse, her, her fiance, whom she was going to spend the rest of her days with and grow old with, has passed. And of course, the first thing that comes out of my mind is not my condolences, or the first thing that comes out of my mouth isn't my condolences, or oh, OMG, I'm sorry. Like, what can I do for you? It's I'll be there. Why did I say that? Why did I say that, and Darn well, I only spend like eight days in my home out of a month. And she lives in Atlanta and I live in Ohio. And the first thing that comes flying out of my mouth is I'll be there. Well, me being who I am, I just can't say a thing and not do a thing. So guess what your girl did? She be there. That's what she did. Okay. She'd be there. Okay. So Tupelo, Mississippi and my travels come home to come back home to travel. And then I get back on the road, fly out to South Carolina. I'm there for a week to work, consoling her as best as I can via text message. And then from there, I drive to Atlanta, Georgia to be there. We're sitting on our couch laughing, talking, mostly crying. I am trying to be the best that I can be with a crooked neck, exhaustion, allergies, and COVID popping off at the same darn time. And of course, I do what the, the good friend does. I am at the funeral. Now I do funerals. I don't do burials. So of course, when the burial comes, I've got to get out of there. But I had consoled her. Now let me tell you what that did to me. It absolutely drained my emotional and social battery. So these past three weeks, I had nothing for me. Therefore, I have nothing for you. You can only give what you have. And if you got nothing, you got nothing. And so I want to go ahead and let you know that is where my distance has been. That is where my mind and heart has been. It's been at work and on the road and being a good friend. Now, With that being said, the one thing that I have found to be challenging throughout this year and previous year is becoming a new person for the season I am in. And while I recorded that episode myself, I had to go back and listen to that very episode and take my own advice, which was complex because the month of February, I put myself on a challenge to not complain. I know some people have a yearly fast. Some people do the Daniel fast. Some people starve from food. All of those things I can maintain off of. But let me tell you, your girl knows how to complain. I know how to complain, complain, complain. I know how to like really break it down. I can spend 14 hours out of 24 hours out of a day talking about what didn't go right and nitpick it apart because I'm a person that believes in perfection, right? So while not complaining, I had to become a new person. And in that time, that's what I did in my absence. And guess what? I could complain. I would complain, but I won't complain because I got to show up for someone and I got to show up for myself. So that leads me to tell you exactly what this week's topic is all about. What do you do when the unexpected happens and it happens to be the most inconvenient, wildly inconvenient time ever? Well, welcome to what I like to call life and this week's topic. Life has this really unique, strange way of like creeping up right behind you with like a scarf and a blindfold and grabs you by your eyes and holds you by your arms and whisks you down a path of frustration, excitement, distraction, and time racing without stopping. I mean, really to sum it up, some of our time together, this week's topic is wildly inconvenient. And what happens or how do you respond to life when it happens? Turns out, and I don't know if you know this, two points. There is no Calvary and there is no arrival. We'll spend our life trying to get there while here, not recognizing that here then becomes there and there becomes here. And if you catch that, because I don't want you sitting up in, you know, the nursing home at 80, like I finally got it. Like literally you will strive here trying to get there and there becomes here too. And so finding that opportunity to find joy in here to get there because there becomes here too if you're striving towards anything. So I guess I'll go ahead and share a little bit my about myself and why wildly inconvenient is so bothersome. So growing up, Everything was mismatched. Either you had cereal and no milk, I promise. Either you had lights, no hot water. You had a bed, no sheets. You had dressers, no mirrors. You had computers, no electricity. You had, you know, pants. The shirt was off, like, tattered up or looking raggedy or something like that. Like, nothing really matched. And so for the longest time growing up and even into my young adulthood up until now, I literally strived on if I can get everything to match, then it wouldn't be so difficult. Life wouldn't be so inconvenient. Life wouldn't just blow my mind like this to where I'm like, I need to go sit down. I need to take a nap. As I got older, I figured, okay, let me dress myself up accordingly. Like, go get the degrees, okay? You need those, you know, go get the home. You need that. Go get the vehicle. You need that go get light gas and water in your home you want those things like these are the key things and for me it was a shock to find and discover that even with all of those things that it would still be hard example i'm literally pulling into greensville south carolina trying to get a rental car mind you i moved all of my documentations are all interesting whatever i have my literal passport and i'm at the gate to get my vehicle and my company requires us to upload our driver's license. So all of these things are there. She's like, ma'am, do you have your driver's license? I'm like, I do not have my driver's license, but I do have my passport. She's like, you can't rent a car. What do you mean? This national document, like all the bells and what you think, all the accoutrements, all the bells and whistles will somehow opt you out of experience and some type of life. Right. And so of course I had to go through the works. Like I'm like, I had to do the most, like I had to call Georgia DMS. Um, then I had to, oh, DMV, I'm sorry. Then I had to like upload and I had to show a valid license. I had to email it. They had to print it and they sent me out like six different pieces of paper just to get, this vehicle when all of that information was already there. And I'm like, okay. Then you think, okay, I get on the plane, but I have all of my things. I pay for my ticket. I pay for all this stuff. And then they still hassle you out the gate. But I mean, I'll honestly just want to tell you this. If you don't know this, that there is no opt out button for life. And it's really unfortunate, right? Because I think the whole goal in life is that we strive, strive, strive to make. Our life just a little bit, I'll say it, easier. And that's what blew my mind about being wildly, wildly inconvenienced. I'm like, this is not only inconvenient. I can understand if I didn't have the things that I needed, but it's wildly inconvenient because I still have the things that I need, and you're just gonna make me work hard for it. And so literally. <laughs> That's what's been blowing my mind. So honestly, I wanted to give you these really quick, like little signs to recognize if you are in a wildly inconvenient season or if you're experiencing some wildly inconvenience in your life. One, you are absolutely prepared for everything and you still get caught off guard. What does that look like? It looks like the literal utter face of shock. Literally. Like literally you go into a restaurant, you buy out the bar, you buy up the food, and you still get asked to leave the restaurant because someone else wants to sit down. Shocked. You did all that you were supposed to do. Everything that you had was in order. Everything was in line. You were proper. You were dressed well. You're paying your tab, you're minding your business, and you still get hit with the flex. That is an absolute sign of it. Another sign. You open up your expectations and you still experience frustration. Meaning you had no goal intended or for how this would go. And somehow you experience frustration. You So for an example of that, you are friends with um, the opposite sex of a person and they're like, oh, you know, I like you. And you're like, oh, I don't really know. And then, then they hit you with the flex and tell you I don't want to be your friend anymore. You're like, sorry. Ma'am or sir, you wanted this, not me. Like literally mind blowing, right? Wildly inconvenient. Here's another one. You followed the routine and still ran behind schedule. It doesn't make any sense. It's literally, you guys, I've been wondering about this, been pondering on this for like three weeks probably a little bit longer, but when it came to me, I literally said it like, this is wildly inconvenient because it makes sense that I'm in alignment to what the requirement is and somehow I'm still experiencing pushback. It's the season of work. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. It is literally the season of work and guess what? That's a good thing. If you feel like that everything that you're trying to do, simple, hard, basic extravagant and you have to work for it. Breakthrough is on the way. You got to work for it. And the good news is you always going to have to work for it. Basic, hard, simple, easy, the work is inevitable. But I want you to stay encouraged. So here's some really Unique but possibly basic symptoms, and I've experienced some of these as well. It's the social and emotional battery at an all time low. Did you know you had a social and emotional battery? Did you know it could be screaming abort, abort, abort when your phone is ringing? That means don't take that call. Don't do it. Literally, do not do it. Another symptom is an inability to stay focused while listening in a conversation and it's not that you want to be rude it's you're everywhere else why because you're trying to make sure things are in alignment so when you take the next step or to do the next task that you have your things in order have you ever just not listened to a conversation but gave i'm listening to the conversation activity like nodding your head in agreement i do it all the time i need to be better The third one that I noticed is a lengthy amount of processing time. When something happens, it takes you just a little bit longer to process the instance. Which would have took three days has now taken 15. You're getting hit left and right. That's the season of the wildly inconvenient. Is that everything is hitting you in every which direction. So process time just takes a little bit longer. It's going to take a little bit longer to kind of get through it. And that's okay. Because I got something for you. I have some tips on how to, well, mm, two tips, but let's go with this. The shame in this is that you're used to showing it better. Okay. You're used to showing up better, stronger and on brand to what and who you say you are as a person. And I get that. I, I I get that because I experienced that. However, the wildly inconvenience has a way of impeding on everything. And this just requires two things. One, acknowledgement. Acknowledge that it's not what it used to be and you're not where you're gonna be right? Like it's not what it used to be and you're on your way. So it's not what it's going to be. So this season does come to a close. The wildly inconvenient does have like a start and stop time. You got to get through this patch. The other part of that is the adjustment. It's literally becoming a new person for that. It is literally showing up and recognizing like, Hey, it's going to take me a little bit longer to process this. Hey, like I'm trying to listen to this conversation. I'm going in and out, but my, cause my mind is somewhere else. And give me a minute, I I got you, my emotional battery is low, like I can't take this call today, but I got you, and then kind of coming back. Once you can adjust, you can show up better. You literally have to move around you to show up better for you. And when you show up better for you, you can show up better for others. And when you show up better for others, growth happens. It truly is okay. To say I'm in a wildly inconvenient season, wildly inconvenient time, and I just need a little bit more flexibility, time, grace, and empathy while I maneuver through this. That's what I got for y'all. So what's up? I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I know it's probably very strange <laughs> I'm like throwing out this information, you guys. I am doing the best that I can to try to get through this wildly inconvenient season. I promise that I will push out the remainder of these episodes going to 10 and that you will see the candidly conversations with Sarah J or candid conversations with Sarah J or, or conversations that are candidly said with Sarah J, however that may be. Um, it will happen. And uh, I want to encourage you for whatever you're going through and what is ever going on around you that you are better for it and you got this. Don't let anyone convince you out of it. All right. Be blessed.